5. When the sun rose the next day, Dean woke up with the itch of anticipation under his skin. It was palpable in every breath he took and every thought in his head. It was perfect, and it was torture. Euphoria and sweet agony twined around every thought until he couldn't distinguish them anymore. Donna was coming back today. Euphoria. They had a date. Ecstasy. He wouldn't see her until that night. Agony. The day crawled by at a snail's pace, the sinking sun teasing him as the afternoon wore on. He tried to work, tried to think, but it wouldn't happen. His brain wasn't capable of processing anything other than Donna's face behind his eyes and the memory of her skin under his fingers. The knowledge that he would see her in a few hours only made the anticipation worse until it was all he could do to keep from running out of his office and across the city to her hotel. He'd run through the halls, screaming her name until he found her room, and she had no choice but to let him in. It was a good way to get a restraining order, but he couldn't help but entertain the thought. Finally, his alarm went off, telling him it was time to go home and get ready. Dean had laid out his suit that morning, pressing the wrinkles out of the deep black fabric and starching his white shirt. His best black tie was set aside. He'd stopped just short of picking every individual piece of lint off the damn thing, but only just. The nervous energy made him very detail-oriented, apparently. Now, he smoothed the jacket down and looked in the mirror for the dozenth time in the last half hour. It fit him the same as it always did, tight across his shoulders, but otherwise fine. His hair had smoothed into place evenly, and he'd shaved, trying very hard to look like someone who belonged with Donna. He'd even gone so far as to dress in neutral black, not knowing what she was wearing and not wanting to clash with her. Even if he hadn't quite realized his motivations, subconsciously, he wanted it to look like they belonged together. He was ready too soon, he realized with a groan, when he was ready and putting on his watch. He wouldn't have to leave for another hour. Sighing and loosening his tie, Dean headed to the kitchen. He'd drink a beer, eat some leftovers, pretend this wouldn't be the longest damn hour of his life, dragging on and on until he felt like screaming. Luckily, the beer was cold and smooth on his tongue, sliding easily down his throat. It settled warm in his stomach, and he sighed again, this time in satisfaction. He tossed a Tupperware container in the microwave and took another long pull from the bottle. Only 53 minutes left to go. The microwave dinged to let him know his food was edible, and his phone beeped simultaneously, his inbox letting him know that a new message had popped up. Faced with very little else to do, he opened his email to find that the new message was from Donna. He frowned first in confusion, then in concern that she was canceling, only to find that it was a work email. The message contained the next three chapters in the saga of Chloe and Dan. Dean poured over it, reading in between bites of leftover lasagna. Chloe and Dan managed to kill the Wendigo and make it out of the forest, although only barely. Chloe was sporting some cracked ribs, and Dan was spiking a fever, weak enough now that Chloe was almost carrying him down the trail. She was able to radio for help as they got closer to civilization, the ambulance meeting them at the entrance to the forest, just as she was ready to collapse. They both got loaded up and taken in, 
Dan jokingly telling her not to run off before the pain pills kicked in and he passed out. Chloe stayed. Even after they taped up her ribs and she was cleared to leave, even after she learned that Dan would be fine, she stayed. This was a new M.O. for Chloe, who prided herself on her ability to avoid attachments. She had her dad and her sister. Everyone else was optional. Except, suddenly, for Dan. For Dan, she stayed in that waiting room and worried herself sick, imagining the swollen and angry red edges of the wound as the EMTs ripped his shirt apart to treat him. A nurse came out and asked for her, shaking Chloe out of her brooding and down to something deeper than bone. Maybe to her soul. She hadn't realized how scared she was that she might not see him again until the moment it was a possibility. Detective Ransom? She nodded. That's me. Um, sort of. He wants you. The words struck her completely mute. She realized that the nurse meant he wanted to see her, but Chloe had been scared, philosophical, and she felt the burn of tears behind her eyes. Do you need a minute? The nurse asked, clearly making an effort to be accommodating. In reality, she had a whole other wing of patients to worry about, and mopping Chloe up off the waiting room floor was not a priority. I'm good, Chloe said, easing her sore torso up out of the chair. Lead the way. He wasn't in the ICU, which she considered a good sign. She was led to his room and then abandoned as the nurse took off for the next room, the next tower of paperwork. Fine by her. Dan was staring out the window, watching the sun as it sank behind dark storm clouds building on the horizon. The light filtered through as a dark, bloody red that splashed over the floor and the blanket on his bed. A reminder of what could have happened. It made bile rise up in Chloe's throat, even as she studied him, appreciating the strong jaw and the half-week of beard growth. He was gorgeous and smart and kind and resourceful. Maybe even perfect, even if her logical brain balked at the word. The nurse's words rang in her ears. He wants you. She wanted him, too. Finally, Dan noticed her there and turned to face her with a big dopey grin, taking ten years off his face while still making those wrinkles at the corners of his eyes appear. Damn him. This wasn't supposed to happen. Chloe was supposed to show up, kill the monster, and leave. Maybe have a few laughs and a roll in the hay if a pretty face was in the area. She wasn't supposed to let herself get tied into a knot over some park ranger, even one with glittering emerald eyes and a voice that made every cell in her body hum. He was going to hurt her. Hey, detective, he greeted, speech slurred by morphine, and patted the bed next to him. Come sit with me. And goddammit, she was going to let him. Dean closed the document and looked at the wall in front of him, his dinner forgotten next to him. His beer sat neglected on the counter. This was the closest he'd gotten to a window into Donna's thoughts, he realized. She was a master of deflection, avoiding topics like Doug with ease. A bright smile and a quick shift of the conversation was all it took to put the unpleasantness in the rearview mirror. She may have narrated her adventures with Jody and opinions on bobby pins, may have confessed to having thoughts about him that made his heart race, but she'd never told him much more than that. 
certainly had never hinted on what all this was about, even with Chloe and Dan racing inevitably toward each other. Now he knew. Now he knew that she was just as torn up over him as he was over her. Dean could relate. He craved her like sunlight, like air, even as he held himself back from initiating anything for fear of rejection. It might have killed him, he realized now, and she must be feeling something close to that if Chloe's inner dialogue was to be trusted. He knew now that Donna was opening herself up to him, to whatever it was they were cultivating between them, even after a divorce, even after being hurt. She was giving him a chance. And God damn it, he was going to take it. Donna's release party was in one of the big executive's penthouses, an entire two floors perched atop a skyscraper in the densest part of the city. Deciding against taking the chance that someone would scratch baby in a public parking lot, Dean called for a cab and anxiously kept an eye on his phone the entire ride. He'd started a new message roughly a dozen times, only to erase it and groan in frustration. Even now, he stared at his phone, willing himself to find the perfect words to convince her that she was safe with him. She was perfect. He wouldn't hurt her. She drove him crazy. He wanted her so much that it was a physical presence in his veins, incinerating him with every beat of his heart. As always, Donna beat him to the punch. Her message popped up a block from the party, simple and somehow managing to convey every bit of her anxiety. He could feel her tensing up from his place in the cab, worrying about speaking in front of people, and then worrying about how personal she'd gotten with Chloe and Dan. You still gonna make it? Dean sent his reply and tucked the phone into his breast pocket hoping he'd said enough to put her at ease. Wouldn't miss this for the world. The cab dropped him off, and the doorman checked his name against the guest list, letting him in with a smile and a general encouragement to have a nice time. Dean smiled in thanks and headed for the elevator, pleased when it was occupied with people he knew. Making polite small talk spared him from getting himself worked up over this going well. It was all he could do to keep his head in the conversation, instead of wondering where Donna would be when they got to the penthouse. Would she be mingling? Would she be waiting for him at the elevator? Would she be cornered by another agent, pitching the newest movie deal? The elevator opened and they all exited, greeted by catering staff with pressed white shirts and slim flutes of champagne. Dean turned his down, wishing instead for another beer. Hell, maybe whiskey. His eyes scanned the party, looking for Donna and coming up empty. She was probably hyperventilating in a spare bedroom. The thought made him grimace. He wanted to help if she was nervous, which she almost certainly was. He kept half of his attention on his phone in case she needed him, doing his best to stay at the edges of the crowd to keep a better eye out for her. She didn't show. He didn't catch a hint of her blonde hair or the fabric of her undoubtedly bright dress against the dark formal wear everyone else had donned. Her bubbly laughter never rose above the murmur of the crowd or the faint beat of the music. Dean circled the main room one more time, exchanged words with a few people he knew, and made his way back to the kitchen to peek inside. The food was all vampire-themed to match Chloe's latest baddie, and while he was interested in the fang-marked cupcakes, they weren't what he was looking for. His mind turned traitor, 
suggesting that maybe Donna had changed her mind. His phone vibrated in his pocket, and he grabbed for it a little too quickly, leaning against a bookshelf to keep anyone from reading over his shoulder. His first thought was to go into interrogation mode. Where are you? But her message stopped him. Donna watched Dean move through the throng of people, stone-faced and single-minded in his pursuit. At first she thought he might have been looking for something a little stronger than champagne. She couldn't blame him for that, but then she noticed that his eyes popped up whenever a blonde head passed by. Was he looking for her? Dean scowled. You know I am. Waiting was torture, Donna thought to herself as she readjusted her dress for the hundredth time in the last hour. She'd spent the day agonizing over seeing him, counting down the seconds until she could get an eyeful of the man who made her feel like an idiot teenager with hormonal problems. You and me both, he sighed, looking around the room again in hopes of catching a glance. If she could see him, he could undoubtedly find her. You know we could skip this, right? Just get out of here? God, how she wanted to. She wanted to climb down the fire escape and get a taxi out of there, especially if Dean was offering to escape with her. But she made a commitment and had every intention of sticking to it, even if it meant waiting that much longer to touch him. Donna stared at him, the pouting jut of his lower lip as he frowned at his phone and remembered dragging her tongue over that plump swell of flesh. She wanted another taste more than she wanted her next breath. Dean didn't know what she'd been doing all day, in between makeup and hair appointments and longingly looking at food that she wasn't allowed to have. Devoid of all other human satisfaction, she'd been forced to write, pushing Chloe and Dan ever further toward completion. Narrative completion, as well as physical, she thought as she recalled scribbling filthy words on a hotel notepad. Her skin had superheated in minutes, thinking less of Dan's character than she had the man who inspired him. Dean's brow furrowed, and he snuck glances over his shoulders, making sure no one was behind him to read his phone. There was only so much you could do with your imagination, but Donna did her best, imagining planes of muscle covered in lightly tanned skin. She suspected the light dusting of freckles across his nose and cheekbones might appear elsewhere along the length of his body, a constellation to guide her intrepid fingers as they committed him to memory. She would read him like Braille before letting herself have a taste, Donna thought to herself. If it took her all night, she would memorize every inch of muscle and bone and skin that made him whole. Dean was an oasis, and she'd been stranded in the desert a very long time. She would drink him in as though her life depended on it. Dean's eyes closed and he took a deep breath in through his nose, only barely holding it together. The air passed back through his slightly parted lips, but did nothing to calm his pounding heart. Maybe her life did depend on it, she mused to herself. She'd spent the day fantasizing about what she'd do to him once they were in the same room, and now it felt like she would die if she didn't touch him. Her imagination supplied all the details, from the fabric of his suit to the softness of his hair as it carded through her fingers. The smell of his aftershave. It was hell. Sweet hell that made her every breath sizzle in her lungs. They were a few scant feet away, and heat had pooled mercilessly between her thighs. The slick flesh, desperate for attention she couldn't give. Even if she could, her
her own fingers would only be a disappointment, knowing Dean's were in reach. Jesus, Donna. They were the only words his overwrought brain could process, most of his blood in the process of rushing elsewhere. She couldn't help but wonder if Dean was experiencing his own personal hell in that suit, flesh hardening against his zipper as Donna's words scrolled across his mind. Could he feel how much she wanted him through the phone? She felt like everyone who passed her could tell that she was burning up, aching and wet. How he was tolerating all this, she would never know. I'm going crazy here, he told her honestly. I need to see you. Please. He never got the chance to plead his case. The executive responsible for the party, Gabriel something or other, had stepped into the middle of the room, tapping his fork on his glass to get everyone's attention. He gave a charismatic introduction that got plenty of laughs and applause, smiling smugly at the attention even as he was talking up Donna's success and the work she'd put into it. God damn it, this was lasting forever. Dean was considering giving up his place at the back of the room in favor of searching every room for his date, but then he heard Donna's pseudonym and he stood at attention again. The healthy smattering of applause faded into the roar of blood in his ears as Donna emerged from a dark hallway onto the landing above them, overlooking the party. Her hair was pulled into an intricate knot at the base of her neck, and her eyes had been lined in dark makeup turning her warm eyes into something closer to sultry. Gold earrings dangled from her ears, drawing his eyes to the smooth line of her neck and then to the bare expanse of her collarbones. Gold bracelets dangled on her wrists as she grasped the banister, grounding herself. She was wearing the tightest dress he'd ever seen, the smooth black leather stretching over her waist and hips before transforming into dense black lace that brushed against the floor. It was strapless, the neckline dipping low between her breasts before converging into a solid gold zipper that trailed down her front to stop at the apex of her thighs. Dean felt like his every daydream had been picked apart and put on display, exposing the depth of his desire to a room full of people. He watched helplessly as Donna's eyes surveyed the crowd and found his. Her gaze hit him like a crack of lightning shooting straight down his spine to the insistent throb of his erection. Wanting her was going to kill him. Six. Dean knew she was talking. Dean even knew he should be listening, knowing how much Donna loathed doing this kind of thing and how nervous she had to be. Still, he couldn't take his eyes off her. He could tell what her stylist had been going for, dressing Donna up like Chloe Ransom, and it seemed to be working. Donna looked like she had some steel creeping back into her spine, straightening up as she landed a joke about Chloe being happy to break up the local Twilight convention. She was starting to sound like herself again. She answered questions and gave coquettish hints about Donna's next adventure, talking about forests and Wild West folklore dating back a few hundred years. There were a few people who wanted to know about Chloe's recovery, both from her substantial injuries and the loss of her partner. A blush spread over her face when one woman asked what kind of man Chloe would be getting her hands on next. 
Dean didn't bother to hide his smirk as her eyes flew to meet his, the corner of her mouth twitching up into a smile. One that takes her completely by surprise, she answered enigmatically. Chloe's due for some change, I think, and this new guy is more than happy to keep her on her toes. The room settled into murmurs of speculation over this tidbit while they stared each other down. Donna broke first, eyes drifting over the rest of him as he leaned up against the shelf. He watched her swallow hard, mouth opening slightly. The impulse to kiss her flared through his bloodstream and the moment had paused, Donna going back to answer a few more questions. She finished by thanking a few people, her stylist for her outfit, Hell, Dean would be sending the woman flowers tomorrow, as well as her agent and her family for being supportive of her. She thanked her readers for continuing to care about Chloe and her adventures. And as always, thanks go to my editor, Dean Winchester, she said, gesturing to him. A few guests gave him the once-over before turning back to Donna. Thank you for your time and your priceless feedback, and thank you for being such an inspiration to these projects. One day I'll have to find a way to properly thank you. He could find a way, he thought. Just give him a couple of minutes in a dark hallway, and she could thank him all she wanted. But he couldn't say that, so instead he nodded and smiled to the room's applause. Donna thanked everyone for coming, and asked them to help themselves to some gory baked goods. She asked everyone to take a signed copy of her book home with them when they left, before handing the floor back to Gabriel who seemed determined to entertain a while longer. He started off on a story about the first time he'd met Donna, and the room was enraptured again, attention elsewhere as Donna retreated from the landing to find the stairs to the main level. Dean pushed away from the shelf and headed around the bulk of the crowd, hoping to meet her at the pass. She saw him coming and sped up a little, using one hand to lift her skirt as she came down the stairs. They were fifty feet away, and then thirty then ten. He was almost close enough to take her hand, and then a wall of navy blue was in between them, talking about rights to Chloe's story. A pitch, he realized. A movie or TV show or series of comic books. They'd been trying for years, despite Donna's lack of interest. Dean stepped around the man and caught Donna's eye. She looked exasperated, but not threatened, so he hung back while Donna turned him down. The man pushed for a little while, but eventually gave it up for lost, just in time for a blonde girl who had to have been in her teens to step in and ask for Donna's autograph. She just had to know where Donna got her ideas for monsters and how she knew the ways to kill them. This looked like it was going to take a while. He offered an understanding smile and moved back into the crowd, looking for the kid handing out champagne. Drink in hand, Dean wandered around the house and made small talk as appropriate. The guy who'd come between him and Donna earlier tried his luck with Dean once, just to see if he could convince her to change her mind. Not happening. Luckily, he took the hint and wandered off. He never strayed far from Donna, desperate to keep her where he could see her. She was aware of his attention, maybe even enjoying it. She jutted a hip while talking to another author and dropped a pen once, just so she could bend over to pick it up, right in front of him, where his eyes could map every inch of her chest as her dress pushed it up. She stood with a knowing smirk, and he cleared his throat, straightening his jacket before wandering off to somewhere safer. 
If he stayed where he could reach out and touch her, they might get into more trouble than they bargained for. The noise of the party faded behind him as he walked up the stairs and back through the hallway Donna had come from. He admired the artwork on the walls and looked at the family photos. The majority of them were Gabriel with what looked like his brothers, all dark-haired men with similar smiles. Dean set down his empty glass and hit the head, happy for the moment of peace to collect himself. He checked himself out in the mirror as he washed his hands, surprised to see himself looking fairly normal. He expected a slack-jawed animal in heat to be staring back at him. He left the bathroom and ventured on, found an office and a few spare bedrooms. A sitting room, it looked like, with its piano and giant TV. At the very end of the hall he found the library, sprawling and modern, with leather couches and a back wall comprised entirely of windows. Moonlight met with pulsing neon from the city below to filter through the glass, turning the spines of the books around him into a kaleidoscope of competing colors. A desk sat in the middle of the floor, papers strewn across the top. More importantly, there was a leather chair in the corner with a familiar pile of belongings stuffed into it. He'd recognize those cotton candy pink leggings anywhere. This was where Donna had gotten ready. This was where she'd zipped herself into that lethal dress and plotted torturing him with words until he collapsed at her feet, harder than steel and hungry for her. Come here often? Dean turned to see Donna in the doorway, teasing smile on her face. Her jewelry sparkled in the moonlight and the inky leather of her dress shone. God damn. She watched him like she knew what he was thinking, hip leaning against the doorframe and her arms crossed over her chest. For the first time ever, nothing was between them. Not time or distance or executives wanting a word. Not an obsessive fear of rejection that kept his mouth closed and his hands to himself. Alone together. Fucking finally. He covered the distance between them in three steps, wrapping an arm around her waist to haul her against him while his other hand buried itself in her hair and brought her mouth up to his. Kissing Donna was a revelation. She tasted like champagne and sugar, sunshine and temptation on his tongue, affection warring with wicked impulse as he kicked the door shut behind them and reached around blindly to lock it. He caged her against the nearest wall he could find, pressing himself against her roughly so she could feel the fruits of her effort, his cock hard and throbbing against the cradle of her hips. Donna groaned, the sound low and wanton and heavy with arousal. I told you, he gasped against her mouth. I told you you were mine the next time I saw you. Her head tilted back, helped by his hand grasping the knot of hair at the nape of her neck. It allowed him to bury his face against the curve where her neck met her collarbone. When she answered, he could hear the smile in her voice, even if he couldn't see it. Is this hell or high water? Hell, he answered, sinking his teeth into her earlobe and delighting in her shocked moan. It's been hell. Dean dragged his lips over every inch of skin he could find, rewarded first by the taste of her and then by the sounds she made while he worked. He laved his tongue over the slope of her breast, took his fingers into her hips, murmured sweet, filthy nothings into the air between them 
until Donna had flushed from the tips of her ears to the pale skin of her chest as it disappeared into her dress. He took in the heady scent of perfume at her pulse point as it jumped under his tongue. Had he been in his right mind, he might have thought twice about feeling Donna up in a stranger's home with a house full of people downstairs. Tonight, though, it didn't matter. He was past caring. Donna didn't try and stop him, happy to hike up her skirt and wrap a long leg around his waist to entice him closer. His eyes slammed shut, feeling her heat even through the fabric of his slacks. If she didn't mind, he sure as hell didn't either. I can't sleep, I can't think, he told her, caressing his palm over her bare thigh. Her dark eyes watched him, eyes dilated in the low light. I can't work without your voice in my head, driving me crazy. It's torture, and I can't seem to get enough, even when it's killing me. Me too, she confessed. I'll take you any way I can get you at this point, even if it's just tonight. Her voice trembled with something other than arousal, and he frowned. She swallowed, and her eyes flickered downward before moving back up to his. He watched as she tried for a smile that fell flat, the confidence failing to reach her eyes. If he didn't know any better, he'd say she looked nervous. Nervous, maybe, that this was something different for him than it was for her. I've wanted you for years, he replied gruffly, the words leaden with all the untold longing. He could still feel it in his chest, even now, when she was wrapped up in his arms. Since the moment you stepped into my office with that killer smile and your first manuscript, I'm going to want you five minutes from now and five hours from now. Tomorrow, and the day after, and the day after that. Donna gaped at him. This, me and you. This doesn't end when we walk out that door, Donna, he told her. Not for me, anyway. So if that's not what you had in mind, tell me now, while I can still walk away. He wasn't entirely sure he could, but he would damn sure try if this wasn't what Donna wanted. Don't you dare, she said, fisting both hands in his lapels to draw him closer. She captured his lips with her own, a shiver rolling down her spine with the first taste. Don't you dare walk away. I don't want that. I want more than just tonight. Oh, thank God. He breathed and kissed her like a drowning man drinking in his first gulp of air. Desperate. Greedy selfishly holding her close and letting his calloused hand dig into the muscle of her thigh. His lips slid to her jaw and he groaned. Walking out that door might have killed me. I wouldn't have let you, she laughed, wrapping her hand around his tie and tugging it just hard enough for him to feel the pressure around his neck. His head buzzed and his cock gave a long, slow throb. I would have dragged you back in this room and tied you to the desk. Next time, he promised, pulling against the tightness at his neck to look her in the eye. Right now, I'm going to take you up against this wall. That okay with you? Donna gulped. God, yes. Dean felt like the green flag had just waved in front of his face. His engine roared, blood pounding in his ears. 
he had had her permission to hook his arm under the back of her knee. Donna gave an enthusiastic cry when he hoisted her leg up and nudged her dress all the way up to expose nothing. Nothing but bare skin and slick curls the color of honey and twice as enticing. He felt his head swim and his heart pound. Were you... you were like this all night? He ground out and felt Donna's grip on his tie tighten. Better believe it, she answered with a wink. Didn't think I'd want the extra barrier. He nodded wordlessly, incapable of intelligent thought, while every drop of blood in his veins rushed south. Every time he hovered around her that night, brushed up against her in the crowd, she'd been stripped to skin beneath her dress. At any point, had the occasion arose, he could have rucked up her skirt and slid home in an instant. Fuck. She had no idea what that did to him, heating his blood and turning it to steam. His hand sought her out and was greeted by the sensation of damp flesh saturated with heat. He listened intently as her breath caught in her chest, releasing only as he trailed a single digit over her. Christ, Donna, he marveled. She arched her back off the wall and presented herself to him, urging him without words to touch and take what he wanted. He wasn't strong enough for this, not when her taste was in his mouth and precum had saturated the fabric of his boxers. It would be too easy for him to lose himself, especially with Donna handing over the reins and telling him to giddy up. If he didn't create some distance, this would be over before it started. Texting me did this? He asked, adding another finger to trace along her slit. She nodded, keeping her eyes on his. Huh. I wish I'd known. She huffed a laugh. Known what? That you were seconds from coming with nothing but a fantasy to keep you company. He replied easily, his voice sounding surprisingly calm and even. Did you rely on your fingers to take the edge off? Or did you decide to wait for mine? A deep blush stained her cheeks, but she didn't answer. Dean paused his ministrations, forcing a whimper from her lips. Well, her hips canted up, trying to steal pressure where he'd withdrawn it. I waited, she answered. I waited for you. He could tell. She was wet beyond his wildest dreams responsive to a fault as she gave a soft cry and dropped his tie to grab at his shoulders. The very tip of his finger grazed her clit and found it swollen and hard, hypersensitive to his softest touch. That hint of pressure made her arch into him for more, even as he noticed her wince. It was painful. She was way too amped up for direct stimulation, he realized with a frown. There was no way in hell he was going to hurt her, so he left that cluster of nerves to sink deeper into her folds. Don't worry, he assured her, pressing his fingers into her heat. I've got you. Donna's hips fell open, and he kept her leg in his arm, cradling it against his bicep as his other hand worked her open. The tightness he found shocked him. Donna stayed oblivious with her eyes scrunched close, breathing heavily against his ear. He pushed further into her, his knees nearly giving out as her body clutched at his fingers. 
A flutter worked its way through her, telling him that she was closer to the edge than he'd realized a moment ago, but he had to keep himself in line. She came first. He was going to take her the rest of the way before he sought his own pleasure. Those texts drove me crazy, he admitted, pumping his long fingers into her with his lazy slide against the back wall of her sex. Everything you've sent me for months has driven me crazy. I can't open my laptop without getting hard. I can't read anything you've ever wrote without jerking off. When you described Chloe giving head in a tent, I had to stop reading so I could come, thinking about your mouth on me. Me? Oh, God. Me too, she said, fighting to draw a full breath. Her chest heaved. All of that, I mean, Dan, it was you. It was always about you. Did you want your mouth on me, Donna? Yes. Did you write about it because you wanted to suck me off? Yes. He picked up the pace, rewarding her honesty with sensation. Flourishing under the pressure of his intrusion, the truth poured out of her in waves. How she made Dan to get his attention, to give her an outlet for wanting him, a vehicle for every filthy fantasy she'd ever entertained about him. Dean allowed his eyes to sink away from her face to look at the picture she made, breasts bound in black leather with her skirt rucked up around her waist. He watched his fingers disappear into her over and over, shining with her fluids, suddenly desperate to see more of her, but unwilling to give up either of his hands. He tilted his face forward to taste the warm metal of the zipper that ran down the front of her dress. He tucked his chin until the zipper crawled down, releasing one metallic tooth at a time until her perfume clouded his nose and the heavy wealth of her breast sprang free. Fucking perfect, he decided as he pressed a nipple against his lips. Donna jumped, looking down to see him leaving at her. A stray thought of Chloe's popped into his mind and he bared his teeth, making sure Donna could see every second of him sinking them into the swell of her breast. The barest edge of his canines scraped at that pale skin and she gave a stuttered cry, unable to take her eyes off his mouth as he moved to the other side. This one got a harder bite and Donna's walls shivered around his fingers. I've had wet dreams that weren't as good as this dress. He rasped against her nipple. She was ready, at the precipice, and waiting. He observed closely as she surrendered herself to what was coming, eyes sinking closed again. Her skin flushed and his fingers curled inside her, at last finding that expanse of soft tissue that made her beg for him. He growled. Maybe after I've come inside you, I'll clean you up with all this lace. I can watch you wear it around for the rest of the night. Oh, God. Is that a yes? Yes, she gasped, nodding enthusiastically and grinding herself down. The heel of his hand met her clit, and she jolted, crying out. Are you going to come for me, Donna? He whispered in her ear. Goosebumps erupted over her chest. He pulled a pink nipple into his mouth, drawing on it until it jutted obscenely and glistened. She nodded wordlessly, already too far gone to keep participating in the conversation. He moved faster, dragging over those sensitive ridges harder, keeping his rhythm mercilessly steady 
until Donna was clamping down on his fingers and a surge of wetness had spilled onto his palm. She gasped and heaved, murmuring his name in frantic whispers that made his head swim. It was a long couple of seconds before he felt her relax and suck in a deep breath, letting it out with a shudder that racked his entire body. His control was a rubber band pulled impossibly tight, and with her orgasm, it finally snapped. Worship would come later, when he had her in his bed and all the time in the world. Then he would discover every slope and valley with his hands and lips and tongue. He would take the time and devote her to memory. But now, her body was a treasure he desperately needed to claim. Dean let her leg fall back down so he could pop the button on his pants and grasp at his zipper swearing as his unbearably hard cock sprang free. He shoved his pants down to the middle of his thighs, and then he had his hands on Donna's ass, lifting her up to straddle his waist. He let the wall take her weight as he pulled her dress up and out of the way, guiding himself into her molten heat with an ecstatic cry. Donna's head dropped back to hit the wall, her hands resting on the back of his neck. Too much he thought, as his chest worked like a bellows. He was already too close for his liking. He paused. She noticed. Who told you to stop? She accused, pulling his hair until he looked up at her. Sensation made his eyes close and his cock pulse. You're playing with fire here, sweetheart. He growled in warning, groaning when she rolled her hips over him. The motion stirred him inside her, giving fullness and friction without movement. He watched helplessly as a bead of sweat slipped lazily between her breasts. She pulled his hair again, spurring him on. The nerves there lit up, bright and begging for more. Dean looked up to find a taunting smile on her face, bottom lip pulled between her teeth. She whispered, What if I want to burn? Then he'd burn with her. Dean thrust it up with a forceful grunt, slamming her lower back into the wall that held her up. A cry punched itself out of her chest, a shocked exclamation of his name into the still air of the library. She was tighter than a vice, wet from the orgasm he'd given her, the proof of her release evident as it ran down the inside of her thigh. His would add to it soon enough, and probably before he was ready. She was too tight and too perfect, and he'd wanted her for far too long to make this last all night time, he told himself. He would have time. Pictures clattered to the floor on either side of them as he fucked her into the wall. Every glide into her body brought him closer to oblivion, closer to bliss that was still just out of reach. Donna's hands stayed in his hair, unwilling to let go as she bounced on him. His attempts at seductive banter had fallen to the wayside, now relying on wanton groans and the sound of skin slapping to tell her what he needed to say. She seemed to understand perfectly. She was taking him for all he was worth, her walls tightening around him and promising better things to come. When she came again, her back bowed off of the wall, neck arching as her nails dug into his scalp and tugged at his hair. Her body clutched at him, hard and hot and slick with her orgasm. She took her release from him, commanding it from his pulsing shaft deep inside her and demanding his along with it. His vision blurred at the edges, tunneling until all he could see was Donna. Her furrowed brow, mouth ajar in a silent scream. 
pink nipples still slick from his mouth. He watched her shake and gasp for air, watched her lips form the shape of his name, and then he exploded. His muscles pulled taut to the point of sweet agony, and he greeted the onslaught with relish, hips jerking fiercely as he shot into her. He spilled until there was nothing left of him, thrusted deep until pearls of thick white seed had gathered at her entrance and started to slip down her thighs. Dean had ceased to exist, lost in the woman who had stolen every sentient thought as well as his pounding heart. It felt like years before the world settled back into place, bringing with it awareness and the painful burn of tired muscles. Donna had recovered first, running her fingers gently through the short hairs at the nape of his neck and sighing. She murmured sweet praise into the air between them, telling him how perfect he was, how he made her feel, and how much she still wanted him. It warmed him from the inside out, even as the aftershocks faded. Hold tight, he told her, and she did, clutching his shoulders as he pulled her away from the wall and carried her to the leather couch a few feet away. He collapsed on one end of it, keeping Donna in his lap as he slipped from her. A low hum escaped her lips, as though she already mourned the loss of him from her body. Meeting her eyes, he reached for the edge of her skirt and lifted it so that the material on the inside was what caught his semen as he cleaned himself up. Even the delicate lace was too much for his used flesh, scraping over raw nerve endings. Next, she let him swirl the fabric over the apex of her thighs, collecting the fluid dripping from her center before he settled the skirt back into place and pulled his pants up. Her eyes watched every second of it, pupils dilating and cataloging his every move. When he was done, he pulled her back down to him, letting her rest her head on the pounding beat in his chest. Holy Moses, she marveled, and he chuckled. Yeah, he sighed. No kidding. I was supposed to sneak back out of here again, she said, her voice muffled against his shirt. But now I can't move or think or talk. Dean grinned. Pretty sure you can talk. No, I can't. All my words are gone. Then the rest of your book is going to be a real challenge. Nah, she said, picking her head up to look at him. There's only the ending left, and that's going to be easy as pie. Dan is going to show up at Chloe's sister's wedding, and the two of them are going to sneak off to a back room. I'll just write from experience. From very, very good experience. He laughed. Does that mean you're not going to kill Dan off? Nope, she said, shaking her head. I mean, Chloe's got some big stuff coming, maybe even an apocalypse. I think she needs a partner for that. A real one. What do you think? Yeah, he said, a smile slowly forming. Yeah, I think so. You up for that? She asked. He nodded and pulled her in for a kiss. Hell yes. Seven. Epilogue. Donna bit her lip, doing her best to avoid chewing on her fingernail. It was a new manicure, and the nice lady at the salon had worked hard on it, spending extra time to get the flowers on the tips just right. She was left with tapping her feet to expend her nervous energy, 
her high heels digging into her toes as she moved. These things always turned into such a circus. Donna thought she should be able to get up there, say a few words, then leave. No one else thought so, apparently. The crowd had formed close to an hour ago, waiting for the main event. Her only comfort was that Dean was out there too. She went against her better judgment and peeked around the corner, finding him instantly. He'd spiffed himself up in his nice suit and everything, the pale gray bringing the green of his eyes roaring to life. They shone out from his face like a lighthouse in the storm, guiding her toward the safety of home. Being with him was something she'd never considered possible. Dean was perfect, kind and courteous and smart, with a sense of humor drier than the Sahara. She didn't begrudge herself having a crush on him from the second they'd met because, good gravy, look at the man. But men like that didn't look at Donna the divorcee, so she stayed quiet, beaming at him with all the unrequited love she possessed every time they were in the same room. It was an accident of pure frustration that Dean found his way into her writing. Suddenly wanting him had become less of a preoccupation and more of a plague, spreading to every aspect of her life. That being said, it was hard to argue with the results. Gripped by a feeling so lovely, it was almost painful. She lunged for her bag a few feet away. Her phone was in her hand in an instant, unlocked, and navigated to her texts. Her thumbs moved swiftly over the keyboard, faster than she could read what she was writing. It was all pouring out of her, forced by nerves and the champagne she'd had a few minutes before. Donna paced, unsettled. Her dress was tight and her feet ached like the dickens, but that wasn't even what was foremost on her mind. She looked at the mass of people gathering a few feet away, and her stomach felt funny. There were a whole lot of people out there, and she wanted to go stand in front of them about as much as she wanted to do a fan dance with a stick of gum. She peeked around the corner again, finding Dean. He jolted in surprise, probably from the vibration of his phone, to alert him to her message. For a second, he looked worried, although it was totally unnecessary. His phone was in his breast pocket, and he tried to take it out inconspicuously, but failed. He saw her message and looked confused before a slight grin tilted the corner of his mouth up. He typed for a second, and her phone vibrated. Is now really the best time for this? Donna scoffed. She was in charge here, buddy. Dean was gorgeous in that gray suit, looking like a model in the golden light of the dying sun, as if he wasn't stunning enough on his own, the jerk. The strong line of his jaw made her mouth water, already imagining running her lips along it when this was over. She would smell his aftershave and taste the salt of his skin while her hands wandered, moving to push the jacket off his broad shoulders. She peeked again. Dean read the message and shifted from side to side, unconsciously looking around to see if someone could read over his shoulder before replying. You're killing me here, sweetheart. She giggled to herself, keeping her hand over her mouth to mute the sound. How in the holy heck did she get here, Donna wondered to herself. A few years ago, she was a very lonely, very divorced sheriff. Now she was working at a dream job, writing daydreams for a living, and that gorgeous hunk of man was waiting for her to get over her stage fright already. Wanting to see her. Was he thinking about undressing her? Oh, almost definitely. It was probably already consuming his every thought, and he hadn't even seen her dress yet. 
or what was under it. Donna watched his eyes jerk up, looking for her and finding nothing. She continued with her narrative. But he'd find out eventually, definitely before the end of the night, and possibly in an empty room, before then, if he got lucky, and she got away from all the people demanding her attention. Still, knowing what would happen even that far into her future made her silly with joy. Looking at him and basking in satisfaction, she couldn't remember ever being happier. Dean smirked and typed back. So get out here already. I look like an asshole playing on my phone. Donna snorted and put her phone away, smoothing her dress out. Took a deep breath for courage, tasting the evening air. It was now or never, and never was unacceptable. The music started, heralding her entrance. Donna clutched her bouquet to her chest, the smell of the bright daisies drifting into her nose. She squared her shoulders before stepping around the corner and reaching the start of the makeshift aisle in her mother's garden. Dean's eyes fell on her instantly, widening as they took her in. Her hair hung loose, a few tendrils braided back from her face, her dress strapless and made of intricate lace just a shade off of ivory. It brought out the gold in her skin and the deep brown of her eyes. Her gorgeous hunk of man appreciated all of it, apparently. He looked like he was considering coming down the aisle after her. She would consider letting him, but her poor Graham would probably die of shock. She walked forward with her head high and her eyes on Dean, the guests on either side of her fading to the background until it was just him. Just the two of them, her groom making all kinds of promises with his eyes that were better off staying between them. She had a few to make too, hers written on a card in Jody's pocket. Promises to hold and to keep, to love and cherish. Promises to love him above all others, even when things got rough. Donna couldn't wait. Barely a second passed before she was next to him, handing her bouquet off to Jody and turning to take his hands. You looked worried for a second there, she teased under her breath as the preacher started his sermon. Afraid I jilted you? No. He cleared his throat. Maybe for a second. She grinned. Don't worry, handsome. She breathed and winked. Wouldn't have missed this for the world. The End <laughs>